Hello and welcome to the Dorm Room Dispute Talk Show. I am Mitchell Kaminsky. Alongside me, joining us once again, Aiden Conklin, coming off a devastating Vikings loss. Uh, Primetime Kirk struck again. Well, I should say more Rashad Breeland, but... Uh, There's literally a run back pure agony for i mean at least you're not the bears uh there's some hope for you guys to make the playoffs i think our season is just about done uh it's gonna be mostly a football show today we got free money coming up in a little bit this week's picks i think are pretty good we're gonna bounce back from last week one and two last week the titans came through thanks to carson wentz um and uh the other two not so much but this week there's some really good lines there's actually a couple games i liked i had trouble narrowing it down to three so we'll get into that in a little bit but uh we'll kick off the show congratulations atlanta braves they broke the atlanta sports curse they were up three to one i thought they were gonna blow it uh yeah congratulations to them they beat the uh, houston astros is uh, a riveting seven nothing game six so uh, jorge soler hit one uh basically to dallas but uh yeah, Freddie Freeman also, shout out to him. He's been in the MLB a long time, and that's just, a, there's not many hitters like him still, left-handed hitter, very underrated player, best first base in, in baseball, in my opinion, so uh, all around, great performance. Oh, also, Max Freed, starting pitch for the Braves. You know, today's baseball, it's all about the bullpens, especially in the postseason. The bullpens usually get all, all, of the, uh, all of the credit, and they go to the bullpens early, but Max Freed showed, hey, a starter can still be an undisputed star in a postseason game, so... Way to go, Braves. Way to beat the Astros. I don't know. You have any thoughts on that? Uh, no, not really. All right. There you go. All right. Let's get in to the NFL news here. Now, the big story sweeping uh, the headlines right now uh, is Odell Beckham Jr. He's not practicing with the Cleveland Browns. Uh, his dad posted this long, very salty video about all the times Baker Mayfield missed him when he was open. And I'll let you take the floor here. But I, I, mean, I, I just like watched like the first, like I would know, like, couple minutes of that video like just now and i have to say bro i'm not entirely sure like i think odell beckham jr's dad needs to like talk to odell beckham jr learn a few things about football because like there were some plays where like odell's the decoy on the play right and like baker runs the play as designed they get a first down and he's like circling odell and he's like where was the target? And I'm like, bro, do you want the, him to throw a pick here? Yeah, and I'd also point out, too, a lot of those were, he really, it was open after the play would break down, and it'd be like, yeah, yeah well, he's rolling the other way. Of course he's going to be open. He's on the opposite side of the field. So I think they did Baker dirty there. And I'm not even a huge Baker Mayfield fan, but he's getting a lot of unfair criticism. And then you got all these these guys kind of like LeBron James, like, oh, my man, Odell Beckham's going to be a wide receiver one, and Des Bryant's out there. Well, Des Bryant's just a salty individual all together he just wants to find oh, yeah. reasons to complain is the deep yeah if you watch gridiron heights he's the definition of like one of those like deep wide receivers you see there yeah but um yeah i i don't know i i'm curious though because now they've kicked him out of practice and like that just because of his dad i would think so i think it's just like well like i feel like he would have had little like done something else right like was he like in support of his dad like he was being a, a ball whore and so the, the it's just that's my guess i mean why wouldn't you trade him at that point though too like that's my question yeah bro bro is having a fucking fit the day after the trade deadline it's like you could not pick worse timing dude you got <laughs> like, a long time to sit on the browns dude yeah i did that... well make yourself comfortable it, yeah well also why would you go? Because you know he's telling his dad this stuff. Because like what his dad posted it was Odell's been thinking for a while. Why wouldn't you just go talk to Baker man to man instead of airing all your dirty laundry out to the public? 
And now it looked like, and this looked like a team at the beginning of the year. Like you saw them like week one, they played a good game in Arrowhead against the Chiefs. And it's like, you know what? This looks like a Super Bowl contender. They got the defense. They got everything. And now everything's falling apart. Baker's shoulders being like held together by a couple scraps is about to fall off the bone yeah. as we speak. Uh, the wide receivers and everyone's in shambles. It's ah, it's tough. I don't know. And then you have the other problem too with Baker Mayfield. His contract's coming up. Do you pay Baker Mayfield because he's the first semblance of a good QB they've had there? But at the same time, you don't want to overpay for. You had the good reference. I'll let you do it. I won't steal your reference, but you had a pretty good reference okay. on this. Well, I would say that, like, legitimately, I don't know if this is one you're talking about, but I believe. Well, we'll find out. Ba- uh, if ba- the Cleveland Browns, like, the reason I hear everyone say that they should give him the same kind of money that Josh Allen got and that Lamar will likely get is because Cleveland Brown has have such a long-winded list of you know, disappointments at quarterback. And it's like, yeah, that's true. But, like, are you really just going to settle on, like, the first fucking good thing to come along? I don't know. Like, I, I, I think you're talking about a different metaphor. But, like, for me, I feel like it's like you go along, right, trying to meet girls, right? Not going well. Finally, you find a girl, and she sleeps with you, and it's, you know, whatever. But, like, you're, like, thinking in the back of that, shit, bro. After all this time, am I going to even be able to land another girl? So you pop the question, you get on one knee, you say, will you be my franchise quarterback? It's and settling for a five. You're settling for a five. Yeah. yeah, you could do a lot worse than Baker Mayfield, but you could do a lot better, too. It's not like, yeah. No, I agree. Baker's not turning heads at a party. You go to prom with Baker Mayfield, you know, you're not getting, like, the eye turned either way, like, ugh. That's ugly, or wow, damn, she's hot. No, that's the exact, yeah, I, I totally agree. I and Especially, like you said, when you waste all the money on the quarterback, then it really limits what you can do with the rest of the roster. So, Dave, like, you have to be absolutely certain, like, hey, this is the guy, this is the hill we want to die on. Is Baker Mayfield the hill you want to die on? I, I don't think especially so. Especially with a team like the Browns, where they have so many pieces that are, like, already there. You got, like, Miles Garrett, Nick Chubb, you know, the O-line as a unit. And it's like, well, you put all this money in Baker, you know, are you going to be able to keep the rest around him? Because the Baker we're looking at right now and evaluating, it's worth knowing. There's a Baker with a good team around him. Yeah. And if you give him crazy money, you know, maybe you can't sign all those people and he looks even worse. And it should be noted, he is hurt. So, like, he's not he playing didn't. to this full potential, which I'll get. But I think he was a gamer against the Steelers. But I also think part of that is, too, you saw Case Keenum come in there, similar skill set, both under, like, they overachieved in college. Both, you know, not the fastest guys, kind of undersides, the average arm. Uh, and, you know, he, they saw him come in. They won a game against the Broncos. It's like, oh, shit, you know, I look all of a sudden very replaceable. So I think he's pushing through injury. Like, he probably shouldn't be playing right now. So if I'm, you know, if I'm the Browns, too, by, by the way, like, I'm not anti-Baker Mayfield. Like, I would sign him. I would bring him back, but at a reasonable price. You cannot overpay for Baker Mayfield. And if I think you're Baker, if I'm Baker, I, I would hope him and his agents are smart enough to realize, like, look, you're not... You're not really succeeding many other places. Like you, you got a pretty good situation here. I would, you know, try I to think, make most. I think, yeah, that's definitely true. And I think from the Browns' perspective, they should shoot lower than like what people have been saying. And if he doesn't take it, like, I don't know, dude. You could find somebody else. And like in the meantime, like, I know, like, not everybody's agree with this, but Case Keenum in that si- system, you know, he played with Kevin Stefanski in Minnesota too. Yeah, he's already familiar with the system. It's a really good offense. He is a okay quarterback until you find your guy. Like he won't be. Yeah, he, won't he can be, hold down the fort. Smearing your fucking good name on Sunday, you know, 
yeah. every week. He's like, he's a responsible babysitter. Yeah. Case Keenum comes in, the house is burning down. You know he's going to get the kids to bed by 9 o'clock. I mean, sure, they might have, like, a bruise on their shoulder. Yeah, something. yeah, you he's know, not teaching really long like out him, to, yeah, you know? yeah, but, they're not you know, learning anything. From, yeah, he's no. cheap, he gets the job done, you know. Hey, look, he took the Vikings to an NFC Championship game, and I think he played very well down that stretch. So you give him support, you can do, like, a lot of these quarterbacks in the NFL. You, you give him support, and all of a sudden, hey, uh, you know, he can, he, can, he can win you a couple ball games. He's a solid game manager. Now, I heard this floated out. You know, obviously, the other big news from the NFL this week was the the Henry Ruggs situation, and obviously, you know that stinks for everyone involved there. Um, I heard this floated out from Derek Carr's brother. It was since deleted. I'd be interested to hear your thoughts, though. He's saying Derek Carr deserves MVP of the league this season, especially if the uh, Raiders go to the playoffs. And for all that he's had put up with the season, with losing Henry Ruggs' number one receiver. Darren Waller's hurt, and then obviously the head coach debacle. It's been kind of a sideshow over there with the Raiders. Yet they have a winning record. Does he have a case, or is he capping? I mean, he's got to play a lot better first. It's like, I mean, Derek Carr always plays like just like good enough to be like, hey, he's a good quarterback, but like, let me, let me ask you this, you know? When was the last time you saw Derek Carr do something that's like, that's going to be on NFL's Instagram in two seconds. That's a fucking dead <laughs> that's true. highlight, you know? Like, I mean, he hasn't been playing as well, but, like, for other two words, a Mahomes play, you know? Mm-hmm. I don't ever see Derek Carr do that. No, I'd agree with you. I think just because the organization is poorly run and some players on the team are making some poor choices, uh, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I don't know if that warrants. I think there was a reason that tweet was deleted. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, no, has Derek Carr deserved some credit here? I think absolutely. I think his comments on the whole situation were really well. I think he, he handled that well. But, um, yeah, I, I also I, I would agree with you there. Boy, it's, it's down there. Out of all, this, all the organizations, though, it does seem to fit the, the Raiders yeah, City brand there. Maybe. Yeah, so, you know, it, uh, boy, that's tough luck over there. In Vegas. Uh, now, let's see. going down the line here. We talk, You mentioned Patrick Mahomes. Now, everyone wanted to anoint him the GOAT right off the bat. Uh, you know, Patrick Mahomes is the greatest thing. You know, you saw him throw a left-handed pass, and we had the Monday night uh, broadcaster orgasm. Oh, can you believe what you just saw? It's like, yeah, I mean, the most talked about incompletion of all time. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, everyone, oh, he's the new da- or, uh, he's the next best quarterback in the NFL. Put him on the Mount Rushmore. He started to come down to earth a little bit. He leads the league in interceptions. He had a pretty ugly one to kick off. The- were- it was funny, too. They're talking on the Monday Night Football broadcast this past week against the New York Giants, which, by the way, the New York Giants are not a good football team. Like, they're 2-6 and six for a reason. Chiefs are at home. There's no reason they should not blow this team out. Uh, and they're like, yeah, Andy Reid's really been harping on Patrick Mahomes to protect the football because last week he fumbled a couple times to a couple interceptions. And what do you know? They get down to the red zone. He throws this horrible jump pass that bounces off a guy's helmet gets intercepted. So You know what my opinion is? Mahomes is so used to like things coming so easily for him that he goes out and he does these like crazy plays where he scrambles, where he does things where like most quarterbacks, you would, you know, the coach is gonna smack him on the backside of that and say, Don't fucking treat the ball like that. If that was Jameis Winston, you'd be like, oh, what it would are you be, doing? Yeah. That's a pick. But, you know, suddenly he's not playing well. For the first time in his career, he's had a hit to his confidence. Now I think I think Mahomes is trying to create one of those plays and he's forcing it. You see it like there's times where it's like, check it down throw the ball away, and he's scrambling out, he's throwing sidearms, jump passes, and things, and, you know, to be honest, doing that is causing a lot of picks, because, like, 
doesn't work. Tyree Kill's formed some bad habits over there. There have been so many yeah. plays where he has been bailed out on a throw. It's like, why would you make that throw? Rolling right, he'll just chuck it up 30 yards down the field across his body. And it's a play that clearly should be picked. It's in double coverage, and the cornerbacks will collide or something, or like Tyree Kill will make a great catch. I think because of that, I think it's formed some bad habits. Now all of a sudden you see he's not getting away with all these things that he's used to. And now, listen, he's still a top five quarterback in the NFL Absolutely. You know, a couple bad games, we're not going to discredit everything he's done. He's taken them to two Super Bowls. And they give end to how many AFC championships in a row. But, you're right, he's struggling for the first time, and it's interesting to watch him handle adversity. All of a sudden, you even saw his like, mom come out on Twitter and like say, they should change the interception rule. This one was not Patrick's fault. It's like, Dude, oh, Patrick Mahomes' his entire family has problems. His mom is talking shit. His, his fucking wife's, <laughs> or, his, or his wife's talk, sorry. Um, his wife's uh, talking uh, trash. Um, his brother's pouring water on Ravens fans. It's... Yeah, and he was dancing on, uh, who was it? They had the, the few, um... The Washington football team, they're doing that honorary thing for uh, uh, Chris Taylor, I believe it was. Um, and they had, like, his number on the field and everything. And then he's doing a TikTok dance on it. It's like, Jesus Christ. He's like, oh, I didn't realize the number was there. It's like, you're an idiot. And Patrick Mahomes, I feel so bad for that guy. Yeah. Honestly, though, like, I mean, Patrick Mahomes, I think he'll come back. I think he'll start playing well if he just slows things down and, you know, kind of just go, gets back to his game. Now, the Chiefs' defense, whole different story. That is a nightmare. Yeah, I see. And people are saying, like, oh, this is the Chiefs' new reality. They're not going to make the playoffs. I don't buy that yet, just because that division, I don't think as good as everyone thinks. They're, like, the Broncos have been exposed. They're not a good team. They just shipped off Von Miller. I think they're like, yeah, you know what? This season's a watch. We need to find an actual quarterback. It is what it is. The Raiders are in shambles. Now, are they playing well? They're treading water. But how much? There's only so much dysfunction and sideshow you can take like there's, there's water leaking into the boat i think at some point that thing's gonna sink uh and like so i think it's really the chiefs for the taking and the Chargers have been very inconsistent all of a sudden now too in that division so i think it's there for the chiefs to take i don't buy the whole they're missing the playoffs narrative what do you think you had to put money on it right now are the chiefs making the playoffs i see them sliding in like a wild card and yeah. getting like bumped off pretty quickly. I don't think they're going to make a run. If they don't, I'm sure Roger Goodell will be like, well, we need Patrick Mahomes in the playoffs. Let's extend it the next year. We'll play 18 games. (laughs) We will not have the playoffs until Patrick Mahomes gets in. Uh, Dude, I got to ask, though, about Chiefs defense. How does a team, and this is kind of personal, how does a team trade away Bashad Breeland and get worse? I don't know. (laughs) Bashad Breeland has to be one of the worst players I've ever seen take the field. Like and they traded him away and they got worse. The best was they were you. T- <laughs> he has the pass interference penalty, a terrible pass interference, like blatant pass interference. And Bradley Intermediate ref probably would have called this. And like the fans are booing him. Minnesota's a smart fan man. They're they're booing him. And he started like waving his hands like he thought they were booing the officials. He's like you dumbass. Like ugh. And then he and then immediately after that game, we playing horribly. He went on Twitter and tweeted out, "Y'all need to keep Mike Johnson out of your mouth." <laughs> I guess somebody told him. And they're like they're they're like, dude, they were not booing the refs. Like, Rats. <laughs> but uh, after, even after all that, I think the worst part about Bashad Breeland is his game fit is always yellow gloves, yellow shoes, like the bright ones like Thielen wears. So you can always see where he is on the field to see how badly he's blowing his coverage. <laughs> yeah, just immediately like, oh, yeah. yep, there's, there's the I yellow I think the quarterbacks see it too, honestly. 
So, no, this was a debate we had Sunday, uh, as we do. You know, honestly, sometimes, if you want more entertainment than the football games, just sit in the Sigap living room and listen to us two morons argue. We're arguing about Ryan Tannehill. Is he a top-ten quarterback? Aiden's argument is, hey, without Derrick Henry, you know, he's just a game manager. Well, Derrick Henry is now out for the foreseeable future, which is a huge blow. Why do the NFL injury gods have to do us dirty this way? He was so, it was so fun to watch. He was making running backs cool again. And now... It'll be old Adrian Peterson, Jeremy McNichols in the Titans' backfield. But we will see if Ryan Tannehill is now a game manager or not. I, I think, I'll be honest, I do. I think Ryan Tannehill was always an anomaly with the Dolphins. No one could really peg, like, is he good or not? I don't know, because he never had a whole lot of help. Now that he has a support system, like most quarterbacks, I think he's thriving. He's a lot more mobile than people think. He's got a pretty good arm. Generally speaking, he doesn't turn the ball over. I think absolutely top ten quarterback. I would make the argument. I actually do think there's a case. I think he's better than Kirk Cousins. I was looking at it. I think it's possible because you look at Kirk Cousins. He's got the same thing with the running back support there and his weapons. He's got yeah, uh, he's got an ample amount of weapons. So much worse. Kirk Cousins has like two seconds to throw. That's a major difference. And honestly, Dalvin Cook has been hurt a lot, so he's had to, they've had to rely on the pass. You know, I mean, Zimmer will tell you that the Vikings are a run first team, but that's not even how he played. Like, we haven't played, like, a run-first team this entire year. Oh, I heard Alexander Madison was supposed to be good. And you had Amir Abdullah at your disposal, and you just got rid of him. Hey, Kenny and Guagu will be coming in, but, you know, if you look at what Kirk Cousins has to do, you know, like, he, like, when you, like, Tannehill will never make the kind of, like, plays and the kind of drives that Kirk Cousins makes, you know? Kirk Cousins is always down. He always has to make a game-winning drive. And he almost always does. Like, well, that's because Tannehill gets the job done, and they're efficiently in the game. Hey, you know what? They were down last week against the Colts, and Tannehill engineered the comeback. Yeah, I mean, that was a pretty good win. He, he has his moments. I'd never say he was a bad quarterback, but like honestly, I don't. Ryan Tannehill is like never someone who's going to take over a game. He's never someone who's going to like fucking light up the field. I mean, he's mobile, but he's not like that mobile. To me, he's just literally worse Kirk Cousins. He's Kirk Cousins, except. <laughs> He's I would argue he's slightly accurate. better because he's more mobile. He's less accurate. He is a little less accurate. Less uh, arm strength. Eh, I don't know about that. I think the arm strength's about the same. Bigger, stronger. I he's, I think the arm strength's pretty comparable. He's got Kirk Cousins has better game manager abilities. Uh, ah, see, you know what? The crowd agrees with us. The same Kirk Cousins who just lost to a backup QB. Who, by the way, Wait, Kirk Cooper Cousins Rush. doesn't play defense. Kirk Cousins doesn't. He could have put defense. up more than ten points or whatever they put up. Look, if you watch that game and you think that's on Kirk Cousins, you got to watch a little closely. And I would really encourage you to watch the fucking O line just collapse every single time. I, I mean, Jesus Christ! Like <laughs> I was, wa- like I was watching Monday Night Football, and I was absolutely astonished by what a clean pocket the Giants gave Daniel Jones. And that's the freaking Giants. Like, I mean, Cooper Rush though. I mean, even even Chris Collinsworth was like, "Yeah, I was uh, looking for some highlights, and I could only find a 15 minute clip, which was like code for this guy stinks. He doesn't even have any highlights on YouTube." Yeah, I mean. <laughs> It's, it was really, really conservative play calling, really bad, just all around. And, oh, my God, the coverage was so bad. And then, like, Zimmer calls a fake timeout. Like, I mean, Jesus Christ. Yeah, I don't think that game, I'll be honest, that game probably was not on Kirk Cousins, but it's, I just appreciate it. on Kirk Cousins, dude. <laughs> well, I don't know about never, but, you know, I think if he swore more, but his teammates would respect him. I think it's because he's, he's, he looks it's like his, some goody It's his commitment to his values, you know? 
Uh, Everybody respects Kirk. All right. Well, we have a... You know what? This brings it... Speaking of values, Kirk Cousins, the anti-vaxxer. Oh. <laughs> you know, we got another NFC North quarterback causing some vaccination trouble. Apparently, Aaron Rodgers lied about his vaccination. and he did the old... You know, this is so sneaky, too. Yeah, like, that, I've never heard been, more like, um, actually, technically, I didn't. It's like, bro. I've been immunized. It's like, yeah, and then, obviously, he has not been. With He came down with COVID. Screw the Packers. I hope they come in last in that division. But uh, they won't. They're 7-1 right now. But, uh, but also, side note, too, before we talk about that, is there any less faith in, like, a first-round quarterback have you ever seen in Jordan, than Jordan Love? He's immediately he's so pissed, bro. He's like, "Come on, you got like they they finally like let him onto the field against New Orleans, and then it's like, all right, Aaron's out, you know, time to show what I can do." And they're like, already got Blake Bortles on the phone. They're like, <laughs> "Yeah, yeah, they trust Blake Bortles. They keep bringing him back over Jordan Love. Like, let the kid get out there and see what he can do." Honestly, I think that like there might be like a personal vendetta. With like Gutenkunst and like maybe a little bit Lafleur, just like uh, you know, people always mock us that we drafted you. Like we don't like you. Yeah, we don't like. Yeah, you make us look bad. It's your fault. <laughs> Poor Jordan Love. I mean, the kid probably stinks just because they don't trust him to get on the field. But yeah, well, give him a chance. If you wasted this, he caused all this trouble. You know, maybe it's because Lafleur knows. Maybe it'll be like the Aaron Rodgers situation when Brett Favre was there. You know, Favre went out a couple games. Rodgers came in and looked pretty good. And they're like, oh, we actually can move off of Brett Favre. Maybe he's worried it's going to be the same thing. So they're trying with everything in their power to keep Aaron happy. It's like, no, we won't let him on the field. Dude, there's a lot of fucking... Or, sorry. Oh, yeah, you're good. You already, of, at this point, just let it loose. Of, there's a lot of COVID on the Packers this season, you know. Well, because half of them haven't gotten back. I mean, it's Wisconsin. What do you expect? Yeah. I mean, those those GSs. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> Don't surprise me. I remember one year driving up to a Nebraska game, and, like, the entire drive up, just, like, bumper sticker. It was, like, during election season. Just, like, the array of, like, bumper stickers and, like, ignorance on the way up. It was, like, nine men died and Hillary lied. And it'd be, like, there was, like, a plane flying over, like, Asians for Trump. Like, Jesus Christ, we really People are. Forget, in- you know, like, the Bucks <laughs> and, you know, the Packers, they're in the same state, but there's a big difference between Milwaukee <laughs> and Green Bay. It's true. <laughs> Middle of hillbilly hell up there, but uh, I guess that that partly explains. It. But Aaron Rodgers, I, I expected better from Aaron. I did. That's... But what's the point? Like people are going to find out eventually. Like and like he knew what he do. Like he's a smart guy. The Packers clearly covered for him too. Yeah, I mean they obviously. Know. Yeah, they're like, oh, you know, we don't want to throw Aaron Rodgers. At that point, I think you give the Packers some bonus points for that because there were no rats. You know, they didn't rat. They could have easily ratted Aaron Rodgers out, especially in the middle of that you fight. Know who, you know who doesn't get a pass, though? The Packers media. How do they not figure that out? Like, I remember that, like, the guys I follow from the Vikings, were they figured out right away who was and wasn't vaccinated just by, like, you know, looking through the videos, looking for the red wristbands and stuff. But I guess the, they just didn't catch that. Aaron controls everything up there. Oh, right? yeah, he's no, he's got like, them on a string. And they're, like, uh, about to release, like, a press release about his vaccination status. He's like, uh, good, good, so, uh, yeah, I'm gonna need you. We're gonna have to that. take him out, yeah. He loses, they'll pull a Bradley, um, with, like, the, uh, do you remember the story our freshman year? They were in the tournament, and, uh, there was, like, the one guy oh. from the Peoria Journal Star wrote, like, a negative article, and they're like, that's bad for the Bradley brand, and they, they banned it. That's probably Aaron Rodgers, but he doesn't do our it in public. Our team gets no good PR, bro. I, yeah, it's, it's not good. Not good, not too good. Uh, <laughs> all right. Let's uh let's hit a little free money here, and well, you can let me know what you think afterwards. But I, I'm I'm pretty I like this week's honestly. I 
This week we got some good ones. All right, so without further ado, here's what we got. I'm taking the Patriots over the Carolina Panthers. Patriots at home this week. Uh, if the Panthers want to win, they need to do it with defense because the offense has proven they're trash without Christian McCaffrey. You know, despite Chubba Hubbard's cool name, which, by the way, that sounds more like an ice cream brand name from Ben and Jerry's Chubba Hubbard than it does a cool, like, running back. Yeah, but. I got to shout out Boomers, the Chuba Missile Crisis. That's an amazing <laughs> nickname. That is, yeah. <laughs> I do agree with that. But... Chubba Hubbard's not packing the same punch as Christian McCaffrey. Uh, the offense is kind of sputtering. It, you know, even last week against a pretty bad Falcons defense, uh, Sam Darnold didn't look that great, and I don't think it's going to get any better this week because Sam Darnold's hurt. They don't even know if he's going to play, and then if he doesn't play, it's going to be P.J. Walker, the XFL standout, but uh, against Bill Belichick's defense, good luck with that. And if it is Sam Darnold, last time he played Bill Belichick, he was seeing ghosts, so Belichick has his number. I'm not too worried about that. Flip side of the ball, Mac Jones has proven to be a capable QB. I would argue he's probably been the best quarterback of this draft class so far this season. He's got nine touchdown passes, a 90.1 rating, and 249 yards per game. Also, the Patriots O-line, which is uh, strength against strength here because the Panthers, the one thing they have going for them, they have a good pass rush. But don't fear, the Patriots O-line cancels that out. They're allowing less than two sacks a game, so they should match up well against them. Flip side two, Patriots defense we alluded to. They held Justin Herbert, who I think at this point is a lot better than Sam Darnold. They held him to a sub-70 rating under seven yards of pass and picked him off twice. Overall this season, the Patriots pass rush, 82.5 rating against opposing quarterbacks. That's the third best in the NFL. And they're also the third best in complete opposing completion percentage. Uh, Matt Judon. Shout out to him. Eight sacks, nine tackles for a loss, 14 QB hits on the season. The Panthers have allowed 24 sacks, so the matchups all around make sense. Also, bonus, fantasy, you need a defense, New England this week. I think they're going to feast off of Carolina for all those reasons mentioned. Three and a half at home, take it. That's an easy one, layup. Take the Patriots over the Panthers. This one, another one surprised me on the line. I had to like double take and make sure there's no one hurt for the Cardinals, but Cardinals over the 49ers. You're getting points too at plus one. The 49ers are favored. I know they're at home, but they're really hurt. Like, there's not a whole lot of weapons on that team right now. The Bears just got exposed as a bad defense. They were on a three game losing streak for a reason. That was snapped because of the Bears' incompetence, not because the 49ers did anything special. And I also, uh, you know, the Arizona's defense, passing-wise, they've made it tough on opposing QBs. They held Aaron Rodgers to 184 yards and 5 yards per attempt, which is pretty good. Jimmy G, hate to break it to you, no Aaron Rodgers. And I like Jimmy G. Uh, the pass defense, they're holding opponents to an 83.3 rating. That's 6th in the NFL. And then 6.3 yards per attempt, which is 2nd best in the NFL, surprising enough. Also, give Byron Murphy some love. This guy is the best cornerback no one is talking about. Three interceptions, a 70.6 rating when targeted, and eight pass deflections. This guy's pretty good. I think he'll be matched up against Debo Samuel most of the week, so that should cancel him out slightly. Also, what did Justin Fields and Kyler Murray have in common? They're both mobile. You wouldn't know it because Matt Nagy never lets Fields leave the pocket, but, you know, when he was sick, they did let him leave the pocket. He showed off his wheels. And Fields towards the 49ers for 103 yards and a TD. 49ers have proven they're pretty good against the run defense, but when it's a mobile quarterback... Not so much. So I think Kyler Murray can exploit that. He's only had one dud this season, and that was last week against the Packers. And they still should have won that game. If A.J. Brown turns around, they're winning that game. So, or A.J., excuse me, A.J. Green, not A.J. Brown. Wrong color. Wrong, yeah, wrong wrong color on that. A.J. Green, he turns around, Cardinals winning that game. So I'm taking the Cardinals once again to bounce back from 
from that, they have an extra day's rest as well, so take them plus one. Finally, Saints over the Falcons. Uh, I think Atlanta, they don't really care about the, the Falcons anymore. They're still celebrating the Braves. They got no fans left. The Falcons have kind of given up. They, they got humiliated last week against the Panthers, the same Panthers team I was telling you about, all their woes offensively. Uh, the Saints have won six of the last seven meetings against Atlanta. They're 7-3 and three against the spread in their last 10 games against the Falcons. They have won eight of their last 11 games at home, and the team has momentum. They just beat the Bucks. Trevor Semyon, shout out Northwestern alumni in our neck of the woods. Uh, and I think they're going to do a little bit of a platoon work with him and Taysom Hill, who Taysom Hill, I formerly argued, was the best player in the NFL. So you know they're going to be set against this uh, shoddy Atlanta defense, and that's putting things nicely. Uh, Saints also have the fourth uh, NFL's fourth-ranked defense. They're giving up just 18.3 points per game. Meanwhile, Atlanta has scored 18 points or fewer in their last three meetings with the Saints. And mind you, they had Julio Jones in most of those. The offense isn't near the same. They also lost Calvin Ridley for the foreseeable future. So this offense is a shelf himself. Take the Saints minus five and a half. So recap, Patriots over the Panthers minus three and a half. Cardinals over the 49ers plus one. And Saints over the Falcons minus five and a half. What do you think? Agree? Disagree? What do you got? Um, so, the first one I think is really good. The Panthers, like, uh, they are really struggling um, receiver-wise. Just generally, I feel like that offense, like, they kind of came out strong. But, um, yeah, the Patriots have looked pretty strong. I like that. And it's pretty small threat. I don't know. The second one feels like but that line might change. Like, I would hop on that quickly because, like, I don't know how the, the Niners got points over the Cardinals. Cardinals are a much better team. I, that's what I thought, too. I thought it had to be an injury or something. That's, yeah, like, one of those sneaky I mean, ones, but, like, everything, they match up well. And Jimmy Garoppolo last week, he had 300 yards passing, but one of those came on an 80-yard screen pass. So even those numbers were inflated a little bit. I mean, the only thing I could think of is maybe D-Hop is still questionable because of his ankle, but he always ends up playing. They have so many weapons, though, outside of D-Hop, too. Really? Just, like, A.J. Green, despite not turning around... He's been very good. He's had over 50-plus yards his last four games, uh, so he's been good. Zach Ertz has integrated nicely into the offense. Christian Kirk's proven to be a deep threat, so there's weapons abound for him. Yeah. Chase Edmonds, too. I think Chase he's been Edmonds sound. Chase Edmonds and D-Hop are both questionable, but they have been questionable for like three weeks, and they've played. So, if yeah, they I, don't play, that is tough for my fantasy team. Hop on that quick. And then the last one, um, God, the Falcons are scary to bet on. Because they're just like they, the Falcons just do like whatever the heck they want. Yeah, like, my general rule oh, is, is never. Cordero Patterson gonna like score like a ton of touchdowns suddenly, but uh, I don't know. I, I would I would take that one a little less confident though. But it, I mean the Falcons. I mean they they've given up. Yeah, I mean they have to right. They have I to would think up, so. You know? Matt Ryan had a bleeding hand last week. It was oh terrible. God, he lost yeah. his best receiver. It was just is he like oh, is he out then? No, he's still in. I think they're just gonna you know put some stitches on him, get the glove over it, and. Hope for the best, but that tragic. the Saints look good last week, though. I, that was one of the ones I got yeah, burned on. Um, Jameis, too. Yeah. Trevor, hey, you know what? Trevor Semyon, if it's the same thing we talked about with Case Keenum earlier, and you saw it in Denver. You know, you give him a little time to throw. He's not going to, like, you know, he's not winning you any games single-handedly by carrying you, but you can, he's serviceable. They have, they have enough talent around him, Exactly. I, I agree. I agree. That's all we have for you. Thank you so much for listening. Enjoy your football Sunday.